The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex. It's that time of the day, the ABC's Word Wizard, Rolly Sussex, OAM, Emeritus Professor from the School of Languages and Linguistics. At languages and cultures, rather, at the University of Queensland is here, willing and able to talk with you about words, language, and there we go, linguistics. Hello, Roly with a capital R. Oh, wow, and a trill as well. Now, why would I make the first letter of your name a capital um, and not every other letter in your name a capital? How did we decide that we'd have such a thing as a capital letter in the first place? Originally, all we had was capital letters. Oh. Until about the 8th century when Charmagne... The French king decided he would do something about it and he got people to invent a lowercase. It was called Carolingian minuscule. There's one for your lingo, bingo. <laughs> and that uh, was until then, of course, as we saw last week, people, messages were written in capitals without spaces, without punctuation, continuously, and sometimes backwards as well. That was both strophodontic. Now, I'm... There's that word again. You yeah. used that last week. That's a that's I a love it. another bingo word. So I'm I'm guessing <clears throat> this came about because uh, communication needed to be improved. Messages were confusing and meaning was lost. And when they wrote very dense capital letters, it wasn't easy to decipher sometimes. So if you get a, a nice, clear new typeface, which is lowercase, uh, it it really made a lot of a lot of interest in no lucidity, much easier to read. But then, of course, they had to develop the idea, where do you have your capitals? And that's a bit strange, including camel case, which we will get to later. Camel case makes note. Um, okay, so we decided, well, names. Names. Names ought to be capitalised. Names, well, anything which is unique. Mm. Okay, so names of people, names of countries, names of works of art, names of books, names of composers and authors and so on, all of those, if there's only one of them. Yeah. Okay, or in the case of something like Australian, an Australian, that derives from a word which is unique, which is Australia, there's only one of us, so that has to be capital as well. But it's an interesting thing that in English there's one exception to that, yes. and that's the pronoun I, which we write with a capital which is we are the only language that does it, which is very odd because even the Queen says my husband and I, putting the I second, but I is the only pronoun we write in a capital. And we don't say me or my or mine with a capital. It's only I. Huh. Huh. Because it's the, if you think about it, the letter I is the skinniest and least significant letter when you write it in English. It's just a little stroke with a dot. And about the 17th century, people started thinking, look, it's, it's almost invisible. You know, we ought to make it a little more prominent. And so they started writing it and it became a habit in the 17th century and then it became part of the grammar, grammar books as well. But no other language that I know does this. Mm. In German and Russian, if you do the, the U pronoun, the polite one, in German it's Z, S-I-E, and in Russian it is V, uh, and you write that with a capital as well. And remember, capital indicates status and respect and special, and status respect special, will cover many of the cases that we've got to talk about. Ah, but let me pick a bone with this book of grammar to which you refer, sir. It's and my this head. is come on. The idea that um, a title should be uh, capital, or there should be capital letters in a title in the name of a book, for example. But if I was yep. to put a word in your ear, the title of your podcast, into my search engine of mm -hmm. choice, and I arrived at the ABC website that sort of publishes you, I noticed that A is capital. Mm-hmm. W in word. Yes. Capital. N is lowercase mm -hmm. I. 
There is a reason. But then we go back to capital Y and back to capital E for ear. Yes. Why? The reason is that, first of all, the first, the first word has to be capitalised because the first in a sentence, the first of a text, yes. the first of a paragraph is capital. Right. So it happens after a break or after a full stop. Right. The second rule is if you've got a title of something, mm-hmm. the nouns, the verbs, the adjectives and the adverbs are capitals and most of the rest are lowercase, like prepositions like in and of, little short words, conjunctions like and and but. In the case of your, um, pronouns sometimes go one way, sometimes go the other way. And in this particular case, they've given me a capital, which is nice. A word in your ear rather than someone else's. But you see, there is a, there is a pattern and it works very well. And there are some publishers who have slight variations on all of that. Basically, that's the way it works. So that if it's, if it's a unique thing, like peoples, places and countries, Martin Luther King, uh, Ivan the Terrible, now Ivan, capital, the, it's an article, so lowercase, terrible, capital T. He was a very nasty Russian czar. Um, things like measurement. Now, Fahrenheit is named after a person, so capital. Centigrade is not. It just means 100 levels, right? On the other hand, Celsius, which is the other word for centigrade, was the name of a Swedish astronomer. And if you say 100 degrees Celsius, you put it in a capital because it's his name. Okay. And that's the way very many of these things work. Yes, but then you also use capitals to express, um, well, feeling. Uh, if I took something out of an oven that was set at 220 degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. Rolly, and I didn't use a tea towel or oven mitts, then I would probably scream, ouch! And if I was trying to write about that later, I might capitalise every single letter in the word, ouch! And capitals can be like bold or italics or underline or any copies of those. Uh, it, it means emphasis and volume and, in your case, agony. <laughs> right. But interestingly, um, in Asia, when now most, I think all Asian countries that I can think of, the possible exception of Indonesian, you write your surname first and the other names, your personal names last. But people sometimes get confused when you go overseas, you know, which one is your surname? Uh, like Xi Jinping, for example. Now, his family name is Xi and Jinping is his family name. So in, in, in um, China, say, they tend to write, when they write it in pinyin, which is English letters, they write your surname in capital so you know which is which. And oddly enough, so do the French for no obvious reason. So, you, you know, you, you, you'd, be, you'd be Feeney capitals, Catherine capital K, hmm. the rest is lowercase. Sounds good. And that's interesting. And there are, there are lots of other rules. For example, churches, political parties, names of schools, names of hospitals, parliament and uh, cabinet and caucus, all of these things, if you think about them, there's only one of for hmm. a particular country. They all Curious. get a capital. I've worked for several different news outlets in my life, uh, Fairfax as it was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, then Nine News, I write a little bit for The Guardian and Sometimes some of the radio work here it's turned into news articles on the ABC website. And every organisation has a different style guide. They do. When you get to a word like government, mm-hmm. some choose to capital G, others stay lowercase. Why? If it's a unique government in one country, you know, the government has decided that may well be capital depending on the publisher. But we need to elect a new government. That would be probably lowercase because, you know, old one, new one or whatever, so that if it's not unique, right, then there's a, a case for lowercase. 
but it will depend on your publisher again. I've got, I've got a, a really interesting odd one, by the way, um, which is plants. Hmm. And there's a, a rule there which has you have two names. There's a, species, a genus and a, and, and a subtype. And, for example, Backhausia citriodora. Now, it happened to be named after Backhaus, and so it's a capital B. But you always, whether it's in person or not, capital B comes first. You write the whole thing in italics, and the second one, whatever, is going to be lowercase, even it's named after someone, some individual. And eucalyptus palsiflora, for example, eucalyptus is not a name of a person. It means beautifully covered in Greek. Isn't that nice? That is very nice. Because of the way those little caps go. And the eucalyptus is capital, and the next one is, is smaller. So that's the, that's the way those go. Jobs, managing director in a company, that's a unique position, so it's capital, right? But we're going to, you're going to elect, you know, going to choose a new managing director, single position, probably capital again, but directors on the board, probably lowercase because there's multiples of them. Um, professors and doctors, um, I've always wanted to be a doctor, lowercase because you know, many, 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 but Dr. Smith has just entered the room. That's the title of a person. So capital again. And you see how it works. Some of the things, well, no, the days of the week are capital. Uh, The holidays are capital. Father's Day, about which there is disagreement over the apostrophe. Is it apostrophe S for one father or S apostrophe for many? You can have both. But the seasons aren't. Think about it. Autumn? Usually not, unless you're talking about Vivaldi's bit of music, which is The Four Seasons, which is the title of a work. So that's hmm. capital again. And, and the, you know, things, it, it does follow along. The European Renaissance. Does, does it follow? Some of it really does and doesn't follow. For some, me, some of it is a matter of judgment yeah. and some of it is a matter of, well, now here's some more. Um, initialisms like WHO for the World Health Organization. That's got to be capitals. Okay. Right? Uh, but they can actually morph now. ANZAC was yes. originally Australia and New Zealand Army Corps. Oh. And the Australian War Memorial now says all capitals has become just a capital A and the rest is lowercase. And that brings us to street signs and place signs and yes. things like that. Often the style seems to be a, a street sign will have all caps. It won't be lowercase. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. is that because it's easier to read? Is it clarity? Which then kind of goes against it does, the wisdom uh, of the capital in the first place. But you can expand the conversation with your question, as I believe Jim at Tanamera might be about to. Hi, Jim. What's up? Hi. Just a quick one. What happened to the word big? It's been sent to the naughty corner or something. Every time it's just large. Ah, yes. It's not big anymore. Yep. Uh, we were, I was taught at school that there are a number of short words which, if you use them, show that you had a, a poor vocabulary. And get and nice and good were all among those. And the teacher would say, can't you find something a bit more impressive? And so you go away and, and come back with, a, with a, a French-type word. Now, large is, again, if there's a choice, the the word from English, which is big in this case, the old English has been with us a thousand years, um, is probably going to be less favoured than the French word, and large certainly comes from French, which is a little bit more upmarket, all right? It's a bit like apartment and flat. Apartment, as a friend of mine said, has, has got a, a jacuzzi and a view and a flat doesn't, which is a bit unfair because our word, our, our really truly English word, goes down the bottom of the heap and the borrowed one goes to the top, and that's why large is winning out at the moment. And I'm afraid, well observed, by the way, it's not so obvious, but it's perfectly true. Good call, Jim at Tanamera. Thank you. Bernard at Clontarf. Back to capital letters. Bernard, what's your question? Yeah, thank you, Cat, uh, and hello, Rolly. Hi there. My question is for the purposes of uh, writing in a publication, uh, I've got 
a phrase which uh, some of these are going to be capitalised and some not, but I need clarification. The, the phrase would be something like, Tennis World Champion in the Ladies' Singles of the Australian Open. Yes. So I've got in the and of the Mm -hmm. as lowercase. Yes. How about the other words there? Well, the Australian and champion and so on, they're all nouns and and adjectives, and according to the rule, they would be capitalised. However, Mm. the longer a title gets... The, the less it's like a headline and the more it is like a kind of sentence and there's a tendency. Again, it's a judgment call. Uh, short ones, uh, they will be very often capitalised. But again, newspapers and things will quite often use lowercase for everything except the very first letter. Okay. By the way, if, if you need guidance, I, I've got one free recommendation. Uh, get a pen and write, dear people. Stylemanual.gov.au. Stylemanual is one word. .gov.au. It's the uh, government-sponsored guide to all sorts of things, including how to address the governor, uh, when to use apostrophes and what have you. It's really good, lots of examples, super clear, and it's on the web and available for everyone. So if you find yourself in hot grammatical water and you're looking for some extrication or you need to be extricated from the situation, um, try that website, stylemanual.gov.au. Strongly recommend. Thank you, Rolly. Thank you, Bernard. Uh, Bram at Mulaney. Hello, Bram. Go ahead. Uh, hi. I don't want to lower the mood or the, uh, or the conversation, but, but. I, also, I also wanted to pick on the, the name of the segment reminded me of something that I'm interested in. Yep. When, when you have words that are spelt one way, like a word in your ear, mm-hmm. and when you're lazy in your pronunciation, I suppose, and you roll the words together and it, it has another meaning, like a word in your ear. Ah, yeah. Okay. In a, in a case like that, I think where you put the gaps between the words is potentially a very good way of sorting them out. These, by the way, are called mondegreens. Uh, because there was a poem which was misheard by an American poet about 1950. They've, they've killed the Earl of Moray and laid him on the green. And it sounds like Lady Mondegreen. Mondegreen. Okay, and that's why they're called Mondegreens. And what you're talking about is when we speak, words are in fact continuous. And the only reason we write them with gaps and sometimes make gaps between them is really because we've studied at school. Speech itself is continuous. And sometimes, uh, like um, Prime Minister Rabbit, it's not clear whether his name is Rabbit, <laughs> Rabbit or Abbott, you know, mm-hmm. without, without, without any disrespect. No, just the way the language works. Okay, so that in this particular case, the capitals and the gaps will save you from a misunderstanding. Thank you, Bram. On ABC Radio, Brisbane and Queensland, we are having... A word in your ear with Professor Rolly Sussex, just to be clear that we have well and truly moved on from the topic before one o'clock. Uh, Damien at Maudsland, I'm Kat Rowley's here. Damien, what would you like to say? Yeah, good day, uh, Rowley. Good day, Kat. How are you going? Good, thank you. Um, I had a question for, for Rowley about the language of Kalahari Bushman speak, the one that was made famous on the Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, what benefit would the language have of having those clicks and the pops in it? Okay, these are Bantu languages. They're all from South Africa. One of the languages has 30 different clicks, which are understood to make different words. Impressive. Um, We don't use them in English except for... Now, the one you do out the side of your mouth 
is a sound you make to horses, like giddy-ap, giddy-ap. Mm-hmm. And tut-tut is actually a which is – and the, the interesting thing about a click is you close the back of your throat, you use your tongue to make a, 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 a vacuum, mm. and then you suddenly let it go and that makes the pop. Um, there's another one made with your tongue up and back, which is harder, okay? But think of making 30 of these. And they are ordinary consonants, just the way P and T and K and so on are for us, and they're a feature only of Bantu languages. Extraordinary. Thank you, Damien. John in Cairns. Not happy, John, by the sound of it. What's up? Rolly, who gave the Australian War Memorial the liberty of making the Anzac lowercase? The Australian War Memorial (laughs) and the director and the board of directors, I think. Um, I I agree with you that Anzac, you know, originally it was, well, I suppose the second A, Australia and New Zealand Army, and, and sorry, the first A could have been a lowercase one, but it was by convention, always caps. But I think it's happened in the last 10 years or so. Qantas, by the way, was also Queensland and Northern Territory Aerial Services. And mm-hmm. they, that has now become capital Q, lowercase everything else. Hmm. Except on the side of Qantas Plains where they do them all in caps. All in capitals, yes. Yeah. Okay. But that, that's, uh, it, it's happened, James, and it's a, a decision it's taken, I think, because Anzac, in, in a way, it's a kind of compliment because the word has become so much a regular part of our language that we don't need capitals to know that it's special. I suppose you could take the view, though, that that is exactly why it ought to still be in capitals, so that it is... It could go both ways. It is special. But what about... Do you, have you done scuba diving? I tried it once. Yeah. Do you know what the words stand for? Oh, Self-contained sub- underwater breathing apparatus. Okay. And it was an initialism, which, oh. in other words, the, you know, you have the, the initials, uh, but it was pronounced as a word, which makes it an acronym, and gradually over time people forgot that it was a... No, like like radar is, is, is another one which I've, I've forgotten. Um, and so these things become regular words like, I'm going to hoover the garden, hoover the, blah, hoover the floor. Oh, give it a go if you want. Uh, yeah, thank you. And that was originally a product. Yes. But it then became a kind of generic word for mm. a, a vacuum cleaner of what, made by But it whoever. was never an acronym and so it never had to no. have the uppercase, lowercase question. It had an, originally question had the uppercase because oh. it was the name of a company that so made it. So if you were it. to say that you were hoovering, you would use a lowercase. Because it's a H. verb. It's become a verb, yes. Wowzers, that's how language gets you into all sorts sorts of tricky areas and I, thank goodness yes Rolly can I talk about camel case you, I mean you can Dave Joanne and uh, Julie well, let, next, let them go let's, first no 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 the camel case we all okay. want to know camel you case want... is interesting if you look at a word like iPhone uh-huh. or YouTube uh. or eBay there's mm-hmm. a capital in the middle yes and normally you only have a capital after a break or a full stop and the reason is that I think with early computer programs if you wanted to have a complicated name of a variable or something, the only way you could hook them up would be an underscore, and that looked really, really bad. So they said, what can we do to make them different? We'll put a capital in the middle. And so I phone the P, capital. It, it, it tells you immediately this is made up of two bits. Right? Likewise, U, tube. Right? But by putting them together, you make one sort of thing. And, of course, the, the single larger letter in the middle looks like a camel's hump. And that's why it's called camel case. Camel case. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uppercase, lowercase, and camel case. Camel case is, uh, and, and you, can, you can, by the way, uppercase and lowercase things, those are verbs. Okay, if you're, particularly if you're doing, using a dictation program, you can say uppercase that word, right? And it will make the previous word into all uppercase. Hmm. Boy, boy. Dave on the Gold Coast, the mind boggles, doesn't it, Dave? What's your question? Hello? It certainly does. Hello, uh, Hello Kat. Uh, great listening to you this afternoon together with uh, Rawley, uh, 
Thank you. Uh, radio ranging uh, is what you're after with radar. But anyway, that's one, yes, uh, that's yes, not, thank you. That's not the question. So the question is, as a father of three, I recall uh, when we had our first child, that they referred to our baby as a baby, as in a like a plural, mm. uh, or sorry, a pronoun, mm. not a plural. Uh, oh, yes. And that seems to have crept into the usage with doctor. So doctor will be with you shortly. And I'm thinking, hang on, uh, <laughs> this is our baby. Uh, this is my doctor. Um, why are we changing? Uh, it, it, it feels anecdotally like a misuse of the language. And uh, obviously it's a first world problem. I'm being over, overly particular with it, but there has to be some rationale behind it. Yeah, well done. Thanks, Dave. Okay, uh, this happened with with my children as well. Um, Mummy will know what to do now. Will she? (laughs) Will she? I certainly didn't. (laughs) Um, And again, baby wants to drink. Mm. Baby's nappy needs changing. It's it's almost as if it's not a noun anymore. It's maybe a proper noun. No, No, this is the name of this little unique thing. Might even have a capital letter. And that happens, by the way, with daddy or dad. No, if your children say to you, Dad, I want to go to the park. That's probably a capital D because they're addressing you with your title. Okay. But my dad doesn't want to go to the park. That's a lowercase d because, as you say, my dad, the doctor and so on. So I think in the case of doctor, it's a kind of using the title for the, for the person, not Dr. Smith, but doctor will be here. Uh, particularly done in our hospitals, you know, doc, doctor will let you know what, when he thinks it's necessary, which is the way they used to do it. And there is actually a series on TV called The Royal, I think, about a, an English hospital. And that's the way they talk there. The nurse says, doctor will be along shortly. Interesting. It's a form of respect, actually, I think. Hmm. Uh, Joni at Pine Rivers. Hi, Joni. What's your question for Rolly? Yeah, I need to ask, go back to the early 60s. Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill always used to call me Vowels, V-O-W-E-L-S, for a long long time there and I never knew why when it came time to present me with my certificate for mm. dressmaking mm. he finally started calling me Joni and I said to him why did all these couple of years have you called me vowels he said it was because of your name you've got all vowels in your first and your second name wow okay this I is was a... Joni I was Joni Sully what do you J-O-A-N-S-U-L-L-Y but when I got married, I became a baby, and he, he, then he started calling me Joni. I think it's a sort of joke he would have loved to make because he was very cluey about such things. Oh, yeah, he was. It, I just never knew why he kept calling me vowels, no matter what it well, was. Now you, when, he's not quite right, of course. The, the, the S at the start of your name is not a vowel, but there are lots of other vowels. No, no all of them are there, all Joni and with the U in oh, your surname. You all so all of the yes, vowels are yes, represented in Joni's right. first, which is why when you got the married name, Joni, that's when he stopped saying that's vowels. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. Started calling me by my proper name. I was a bit slow there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, um, we'll be talking about insults next week, and Churchill features a lot in those because he was a great insulter. Crikey. Uh, Twenty-five to three uh, on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. I'm Cat Professor Rolly Sussex. Your Lord of Language is having a word in your ear. It's almost time for your last word, Professor. But let's uh, have one last question with Julie at Mount Garnet. Hi, Julie. Afternoon, Cat and Professor Rowley. Mine's an easy one and be quick. Okay, I pronounce this 
Brisbane, but everyone says, no, you get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So what is it really? According to the, the good books, it should be Brisbane. But uh, a lot of people who live outside a place will... It's, it's called a spelling pronunciation. You look at the, the written letters and you pronounce it accordingly. And so um, you might remember the film Rain Man, mm-hmm. where they said, I don't want to go to Melbourne, Australia, to find a, an airline that doesn't crash. And there is, in fact, a Melbourne, Florida, as, but there's a Melbourne in Victoria. So the, the, technically the correct way is Brisbane. People will, will understand both, though. Okay. Julie, brilliant. Thank you very much. And uh, you're getting a lot of love uh, from an anonymous application developer, an app developer, oh. Rolly, who says, oh, currently listening while working, writing code. Great to hear mention of camel case. Don't forget kebab case and snake case too. Ooh. More on that to All come. Right. More on that. At a later stage. My name's Cat Professor Rolly Sussex is your Lord of Language. Rolly, your last word, please. Watching your daughter being collected by her date is like handing over a million-dollar Stradivarius violin to a gorilla. A pleasure and a privilege, Professor. Thank you so very much. Great fun. Talk to you next week. Every Thursday, you better believe it, Thursdays are Words Days on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Professor Rolly Sussex, your guest, every Thursday from 2pm. If you need more Rolly, and let's face it, who doesn't, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, A Word in Your Ear, available through the ABC Listen app. Rolly also very active on Facebook and you can find behind-the-scenes videos of our chats through the ABC Brisbane Instagram and Facebook channels. You've been listening to A Word in Your Ear, a podcast from ABC Radio Brisbane. For more information, head to abc.net.au slash Brisbane.